Mac Geek Gab 1019, live from Las Vegas from CES 2024 for Tuesday, January 19th, also 2024. <music> Greetings, folks. Welcome to Mac Geek Gab, the show where, of course, we usually answer your questions. We share your quick tips. Uh, we share your cool stuff found. Today, we're going to be sharing our cool stuff found and thoughts and reactions to the things that we have seen here over the first couple of days that we have been here at CES. And yes, we are at CES here in Las Vegas. And we couldn't be here without our CES coverage sponsors, which are carboncopycloner.com slash MGG, corecode.io slash MGG, and collide.com slash MGG. I'll talk a little bit more about them in a little bit. For now, here in Las Vegas, Nevada, I am Dave Hamilton. And here in Las Vegas, Nevada, is Pilot Pete. Dave, can you do me one favor, sir? No. Hop in your time machine and come back 10 days. It's the 9th of January, not the 19th. Did I uh, say the 9th at you, the beginning of the show? You, you said the 19th. I did? Yeah. Really? But that's okay. okay. We're back in time. We're back time in is time. not linear, and it's uh, the 9th of January, 1018. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I did 1019 because that's the show. Yeah. And then I said January. I knew there was something wrong, and yeah. I couldn't put my, like, it, yes. Yeah. Okay. All couldn't right. put your proverbial thumb on it, but oh, there it is. Oh, snap. I screwed it up, Pete. <laughs> yes, you did. And yeah. oh, snap is who I'm going to talk about first. Amazing. These people have hit it out of the park. There's just no two ways about it. Uh, you may recall me talking about this last year at the show. They put an O-snap on my machine, on my iPhone, and then I wanted to film them show, putting it on an iPhone case to show how easy it was. So Dave offered up his phone so he could then take it a few feet away and take that thing off his phone, and it remains on that case to this day. Although it's in his son's possession, we visited the O-snap booth earlier today. Boy, do they have some neat stuff. They have now the snap for lux which goes right on it's it's mag safe but it's uber strong it's about as thick as a nickel it will charge your phone will charge right through that little pop socket and the so it is, yeah, it, yeah. I, I want to take a second and just make sure people understand because if it's you basically you know it, for those who know a pop socket that's what O snap does except it's super thin yes and you can charge through it but it gives you a little handle to hold your phone it does it's awesome and there's all kind there's little video on their site that's worth going to look at because there's so many ways you can hold the phone now you can stick your finger through the little grip that it has that comes out it makes a perfect kickstand it's super durable um i i love it everybody got stocking stuffers oh, this christmas nice. this from o snap and they've got some other stuff coming soon they've got a wallet coming and they've got uh some mounts so osnap.com uh these things are not cheap but you get what you pay for these are quality products that yeah. are super durable i the i gotta say the other thing that i thought was the the mount for the grip looked a little plasticky and flimsy, and I thought it would last a couple weeks at best. The initial, and, yeah, the one yeah, we got yeah, last year. Yes, and it still works great. And still oh, by the way, I, by I actually stood on mine and scraped it across the concrete deck, and it gouged it a little, but it's in perfect working order. Hey, Pete, don't do that again. I promise. Okay, great. <laughs> 
So, um, yeah. Oh, I'll not, I'll not hit the, uh, I won't do that again either. Hit the table and rattle, rattle, rattle. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's good because you have your, uh, you're still wearing your CES badge while we're doing this. So that's rattling and rattling. But to take that off would require some acrobatics that I, I don't know that you're ready to do. Yeah. But, uh, well, I'll tell you what, I'll mute my mic while you start talking about the next item <laughs> and I'll make it happen and you can all watch if you're on video. So the next item is related to this. It is, you know, everyone is talking about here at, at uh, you know, at, at CES. Everyone's talking about Qi 2. Every, you know, company that you can imagine that has any sort of charging, uh, wireless charging device is talking about Qi 2. It's all coming soon. Some people have devices that are Qi 2 now. But lots of it is coming in the next couple of months. And yes, all your favorite chargers, the stuff from Anchor, the stuff from Base US, the stuff from everybody is doing Qi 2. The question that seems to be on people's minds is what is Qi 2? I had that very question last night. Dave. Yes. What's the difference? So the, the difference is that, and it's easy for us Apple users, especially current iPhone users, to forget that Qi is not magnetic, right? We use it magnetically right. with something we've come to call MagSafe, although you can buy things that aren't officially MagSafe, so they are magnetic Qi, right? And, you know, all that stuff. Right. So Qi, too, was inspired by MagSafe. And, in fact, Apple was involved in sort of helping to find the standard with the Wireless Power Consortium. But Qi, too, is has magnetic power profiles built into it at baked into it. So it is, it is part and parcel. The, the magnet part that we have come to rely on with uh, MagSafe is basically now just a part of Qi two initially out of the gate. It will support a power profile of up to 15 Watts, just like MagSafe. But there is talk of that being raised over time. In fact, there are companies out there. I think we talked to the folks at Zag, well, Mophie, mm -hmm. and Mophie's got a uh, a Qi2 power pack that actually delivers, I think they said 21 watts of power. Your phone gets a net 15 watts. Right. Because there's always going to be loss with, you know, the, the through heat and just dissipation that's happening with the, the, the fact that it's wireless power, you know, or proximity power. So, so yeah, Qi 2 is, is primarily Qi with mag magnets. So the difference, there is a difference between Qi 2 and MagSafe, but I certainly can't articulate it. I suppose the best one is it's not just for Apple devices. Oh. And and that's that's what Qi two is. So <laughs> the answer is we all want Qi two, and the benefit to us as consumers is multiple multifold. Right? One of the benefits is because it's not just Apple only. There will be more manufacturers making stuff for it. Not that there's there's a, a shortage of iPhones right. to market to, but it it opens up the market for it. So there'll be some interesting iterations. But the and and sort of feeding into that is that Apple doesn't have to approve it in order for it to be Qi 2 like they do with MagSafe. So prices will likely come down. There is still a Qi 2 approval and that is not free. However, it's going to be less than it is. So like all those kind of Qi things that are maybe $150, you know, for like the three in one, 
those we might see come down to $99 for a three-in-one. Oh, you that'd know, be nice. Yeah, yeah they're not going to come down to the $35 like we see with the you know, the Chinese stuff on Amazon that's not MagSafe, but it's magnetic. And it lasts almost two weeks, too. Oh, at least. Sometimes. Yeah, at least 13 and a half days. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. So that's uh, that's Chi 2. Hopefully that helps. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, that was fun to see that. And he did mention Mophie. The juice pack is back. For yeah. those that knew and loved the, the juice pack back in the day, the, the phone case with the battery built in is uh, is coming back from Mophie. Yeah. So. The uh, the second thing that I wanted to talk about today was a pretty cool little company that we went and saw, and they're called Idyllic, Idyllic Technology, I, and that's their website, idyllic.technology. Cool. Um, what, what do they do? What, but what do they do? I, but wait, I didn't, there's less. I, I had no idea what they did, but they do, they do less. It's essentially it is less. a true. cross between a barcode reader and a near field communication and an NFC uh, chip. It would be RFID. But, I'm sorry, is RFID. Probably yeah, a better, yeah, yeah, a better RFID way to say than, it. Yeah. than NFC. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but but they wanted to solve for the fact that sometimes the barcode on a package gets destroyed, or the barcode. How often have you been standing at the grocery store trying to check out, and the cashier hits all seven sides of a, of a box before she finally finds the the barcode exactly. to, to scan it and check you out. They solve that, and they solve the cost of the RFID, which has the little antenna and the chip in it and all that, and then that's not that good for the environment and all that good stuff. What they have developed is a basically a card that has various sizes and shapes of metal. They appear to be metal bars yeah. in the card. They may I don't know what they're made of. I didn't ask that question, but they appear to be metal they're bars. Me, they're metal. There's some sort of metal. Yeah. yeah. And he said it, it, it sends a frequency between three and six gigahertz, and it gets it bounces it off that metal almost like a sonic thing. He yeah. Said, and it, it and he said for lack of a better word, it plays a song, and it's like a barcode. Each one is unique for every product. All the, the package delivery person has to do is run the box by the little antenna as he's taking it off. Or all the cashier would have to do is take the box of Quaker Oats and and run it right across the little antenna that's sitting on the counter, and it will read it much like an RFID, yeah. but without the expense, and much as, as efficient as a barcode without needing to point the barcode at the the thing so the the downside is this is not technology that you and i can go out and buy and enjoy but it is amazing technology it's an amazing solution to the problems that have been facing the barcode and the rfid folks for years and i think in the future will help bring down things like shipping costs because and and even grocery costs it saves time for every second that they are able to save yep they're paying somebody, you know, they're getting more people through, more throughput. So. And they say that it, what, an RFID costs about a nickel? I think I that's guess. what he said. And, yeah. and then there's e-waste from it, of sure. course, because there's actually a chip in it. This is less than a penny uh, for the for card, yeah. for the for the little card. And it, it you know, it's just metal and, and, and cardboard. So yeah. it's, yeah. yeah. Fascinating. It's, you know, it, I, I, this is what we love about CES is, coming here and finding certainly we find cool products that we can actually like put on our phones and get put in our hands and use but then sort of getting the insights into 
what is going to fuel the next things that are coming. Right. And I, I love that. In fact, I want to talk about one of those things, which is Wi-Fi 7. Uh, I do want to take that minute, I promised, and share a little bit more uh, about each of our CES 2024 coverage sponsors. Mac Updater is uh, available at corecode.io slash MGG. This is one of my favorite apps. It allows me to keep all of my apps up to date on my Mac. So I don't have to think about it. So when I go to launch an app, it's already up to date. I'm not getting the notification the moment I launch it that says, hey, do you want to update? And it's like, not right now. So corecode.io slash MGG collide, K-O-L-I-D-E dot com slash MGG. Collide ensures that only secure devices can access your cloud apps. It's zero trust, tailor-made for Okta. And you can go to collide.com slash MGG to book a demo today. Uh, and of course, our thanks to Collide for being one of our CES coverage sponsors. And then CCC Backup at bombic.com slash MGG. That's B-O-M-B-I-C-H dot com slash MGG. If you are looking for something better than Time Machine, more flexible, visit carboncopycloner.com, bombic.com slash MGG. Carboncopycloner.com slash MGG works. You get 15% off of CCC with code MGGCES24. Uh, I love this app, too. You can see all of these show notes and get all of these links at MacGeekCap.com, of course. Wi-Fi 7 is so it is a new standard, right? Um, yeah. It works across three bands, and it can work across them simultaneously to provide extremely high throughput. In fact, that's those are the words in the spec that's like, you know, capital E, capital H, capital T, extremely high throughput. So it's combining... 2.4 gigahertz, 5 gigahertz, and 6 gigahertz to make sure you're fully use, utilizing the whole spectrum. Uh, you know, it it kind of expands on what Wi-Fi 6 did, which was mainly focused on supporting lots more de devices simultaneously. This then adds more speed. It, it does that not only by combining all three bands, but it has this ultra-wide 320 megahertz bands. It's got a, a, a different uh, qualm that it's using to uh, uh, modulate the data stream so that you fit more in it. And it's, you know, speeds can be up to 46 gigabits per second. So yeah, so but you're really going to get gigabit Wi-Fi speeds with yeah. this, right? And then some. Right. And it, once again, the bottleneck is going to be the pipe coming into the house. Correct. No but, longer the Wi-Fi router. But within the house, you're getting all yeah, those yeah. speeds to your, you know, to your NAS and all this stuff, and you've got better network capacity. The interesting part comes in the devices that we've seen, and uh, you know, we've seen a few companies that have their Wi-Fi seven stuff here. They're, they are out. Some of them are out in the market. Some of them are coming soon. But the prices on these are not low. And and that's an understatement. Uh, you know, if you like at Pepcom last night, I talked to the Orbi folks at, or the Netgear folks about the Orbi, um, a three pack of the Orbi 970, which is a quad band Wi-Fi seven mesh capable system. Right. The three pack is twenty two ninety nine. And and there's a comma in that number, folks. So yeah, not, two, a, not a decimal, point. not a decimal point. <laughs> right. So that's, that's 2,299, a two pack, 1699, a one pack, which is one, obviously 899. You can get their Nighthawk RS 709, uh, tri-band standalone router for 699. These are all four by four. Uh, they, 
there, there are you know various configurations. The Orbeez have some 10 gig ports and some two and a half gig ports, so you can really kind of take advantage of all that bandwidth. But it's not inexpensive. I always, whenever we talk about mesh, eventually I wind up talking about TP-Link. We met with the TP-Link folks, and it is important to remember, and I I say this to remind myself as much as all of you, TP-Link, because of the scale at which they produce things and the, the scale at which they simply are a global force, they are able to be disruptive on the pricing side without sacrificing on the quality side. So the TP-Link 3-pack for the Deco BE63 is seven, about $700. That's incredible. Right. Still very expensive. Yeah. Com- for a 3-pack for a, a, you know, for a mesh system. But one-third the price. Correct. Of- Correct. Yeah. And they're, uh, it, they, they're um, the, the standalone routers you can get for, you know, 249 uh, 299 in that range. They've got a flagship model coming out, the BE900. They didn't quite have pricing on that for us today, but I, I think that's going to be, you know, probably 349, 399 if I if I had to guess. But we'll we'll get right. data on that right. and share. But it, it it's important to remember that TP Link's out there and and likes to be disruptive by pricing, and they can do it because they do so much scale. They, certainly, they are a presence here in the United States. Most of their business is done elsewhere. So even though we only see it, we see a trickle of it here, even though we see plenty of TP-Link here. So, yeah. So that's Wi-Fi 7. That's. Um, yeah. Yep. And, yep. And they've put a whole smart home together, too. So we'll talk more about yeah, that. Yeah. Obviously going forward. But yeah. Oh, man. Was that kind of cool? Yep. So what's what's the last thing you got for us, Pete? So I, of course, uh, brought another cool stuff found that you can't go out and buy. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I uh, hate to do it, but, but I, it's tech that's going to fuel it other is, tech, it right? It is tech that's going to fuel other tech. And I talked to two companies that are both basically selling to OEM. But the cool thing that they're going to do is reduce uh, batteries, no need, re- remove the need for batteries, and make ambient solar light within the home, ambient light within the home, power things like your t- television remote, your keyboard, your mouse, all these things that you either need to recharge or put AAA batteries in and that sort of thing, that's that's what they're going after. So the first one was ambientphotonics.com. Okay. So ambient light, yeah. Yeah. That was cool. And and they have developed uh, an ability that these companies use two different technologies, but they've developed the ability to make ambient light in the home enough to power these smaller devices whereas before is they both used the example of remember it was the old lcd calculators yeah that, that had yeah, the right. little solar chip on solar it, and, that's yeah, about sure. it. Yeah. and they were showing you know there are solar keyboards out there now but the solar strip is the entire length of the top of the keyboard they had these things down to about 10 to 15 percent of the real estate that those had they, they so, say they do like three times the amount of of juice out of it, per, right? Per, per square inch. Per square inch yeah. or per square yeah. whatever, right? So, yeah. So something that, that has the surface area the size of maybe your thumb will power a keyboard. And and then the one the other one that they showed was a, a little, uh, I think it was a Roku remote, or it was a fire, it was a fire stick remote. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they had put the, the solar panel in both sides. 
So if someone just threw it on the couch and it went face down, it was still getting the charge that it yep. needed to be to be operable. And then the second company that I talked to was Solaires, and uh, so that's S O L A I R E S, and is that Solaires.net? It is. I think it is. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Solaires.net, yeah. and they're doing the same thing. So p- powering everything from you know smart door locks to wireless keyboards and scales and watches and uh, electronic shelf labels, they say. So any any of those things. I know that when my lock dies, yeah. the batteries in my lock die down in Florida, I got to go down there and manually change it. Or it call somebody down yeah, there. Say, yep. yeah, hey, go change those yeah. eight, eight double A's or yeah. whatever. So this is the type of thing that's coming. Can't go out and buy it today, but people are putting a lot of thought and effort into lowering the, the footprint of these things and making them uh, more efficient for us and improving our lives. It's, it's cool stuff. No, it's tech that fuels other tech. I mean, yeah. I think that's the theme of this this episode. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. and we don't get me wrong, we are seeing we are seeing and finding and and going to be and We're going to bring a bunch to you. Lots yeah. lots <laughs> of like the tech that we can touch. Watch our YouTube channel. We are putting out sort of uh, product specific videos of things that we found little short, you know, one to three or four minute, maybe, you know, but, but short little things that, uh, that, you know, you can actually see the, the, what we saw on the, on the show floor at the various press events, but uh, yeah, find our YouTube channel, youtube.com. I'll put a link to it, but I think it's youtube.com slash at Mac geek or something. I'm sure, in fact, I'm, I'm sure that's what it is. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> thanks for hanging out with us, folks. It's uh, it's a blast. We have to go off to our next Showstoppers event, so we will. That that's yet another one of these things where there's lots of people there to talk to the press and show them. And it starts in 35 minutes, and it's probably about 20 minutes away, Pete. Time that we bounce out of so here. So we got to go. We got to go. It's time to go. Thanks for hanging with us, folks. Are you saying it's time to stop the show to go to Showstoppers? No, he had to do it. Oh, sorry, folks. folks. There we are. That's fun. We're having too much fun. It's great. We're exhausted. By the end of the day, we, uh, a little punchy. we, we get a little punchy, and we're not even close to the end of the day yet. So you do the math. This might be our last full, like, episode from CES, but, you know, Monday, another show will come out. He's got to put up with me the rest of the night. I know. Until then, folks, don't get caught. Made on Mac. Made on several Macs. Made on several Macs.